Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, the 12th day of March in the year of our Lord 2021. And on today's report, I'll be talking about the disintegration of what has historically been America, its culture, its founding, ethnicity, its language, its religion, virtually everything that once bound the country together as a nation, the Castle family, Anxiously watches the flowers as they rise this spring to see if any will bloom, but most appear to have had their buds frozen. One week of severe cold and snow out of an entire winter seems rather unfair, but there is no mercy in nature, only brutality. We are fine otherwise, enjoying the spring weather, as is the family daughter, safe in her stronghold out in Southern California. I almost titled this report, the disintegration of Western civilization, but I've hit that subject so often, I wondered if my faithful podcast sufferers would be willing to put up with it. This is about my own country, this country. However, at least what's left of it. Oh, I know America's still here if you want to define it as the physical space, the land under our feet, but I'm referring to the ideal that made us the greatest country, the greatest opportunity for success in the history of this world. That once great America is disintegrating right before our eyes. Its course appears set and irreversible. I decided to return to the topic I've taken up many times because of a recent book and the way the author addressed the subject. The book is by Andrei Matayanov, entitled Disintegration, the Coming American Collapse. So I quote from the book, quote, today, The United States is not a nation, certainly not in the traditional sense of having a dominant ethnic nationality. While the foundation American meme and myth of a melting pot has turned out to be exactly that, a myth, America's many ethnicities have not been assimilated to form a single nation, but rather are more aptly regarded as a salad bowl of divergent interests. America is a tower of Babel standing on the shaky ground of identity politics, such A multicultural, diverse country does not have a national interest because unity is absent. A house divided cannot stand, end quote. So there's no single American identity anymore. The foundational ethnicity and ideas embodied in the Constitution are not only under attack but opposed as racist and exploitative. The attack manifests itself most prominently in the educational system to which our children are subjected bullied and indoctrinated the Democrat Party has institutionalized this attack on America through its primary focus of racial politics. In fact, history itself is under attack and is systematically being cleansed and abolished. It's only a small stress to say that what is happening in America is a form of ethnic cleansing with a purpose designed to cleanse society of all its founding historic principles as well as its historic ethnic majority, symbolic high-tech book burnings, remind us of the Nazi book burnings when students raided libraries to get the books, then pile them in the streets and burn them in massive bonfires. The Nazis told the people that anything that did not advance the cause of National Socialism should be destroyed. That's not far away from the view that anything that does not advance the ideology Uh, The current intelligentsia in charge of this country should be destroyed. Perhaps the best example would be the 1951 science fiction classic by Ray Bradbury entitled 
Fahrenheit 451, which was also filmed as a successful movie. The book is set in a dystopian future world in which books are outlawed. That's dangerous. And the authorities order all of them destroyed. Groups known as firemen are appointed to hunt down and burn all books as an aside. The term Fahrenheit 451 supposedly refers to the exact temperature at which books burst into flame. It seems that today in America, Dr. Seuss is a very bad, very dangerous man. Firemen have been appointed to hunt down and destroy books written by this man who stands opposed to today's woke culture. Well, he doesn't stand anymore because Theodore Seuss Gazelle, better known as Dr. Seuss, died exactly 30 years ago this year at the age of 87. The good doctor wrote books to promote childhood literacy, sometimes using the words of a talking cat who spoke in simple words to children. A normal, rational person would probably say that sounds like good children's fun as well as a benefit to society, but the people in charge of this culture today are neither normal nor rational. He has been found out, Dr. Seuss, that is, by whoever runs what is commonly known as the Biden administration and its cabal of inquisitors. And Dr. Seuss' books were scrubbed from the annual White House proclamation declaring, read across America Day. Most libraries will not circulate them, and Amazon will not sell them soon. Perhaps our new book burners will decide that read across America should be abandoned because reading itself is a racist concept of white supremacy. The woke world has decided that mathematics is racist, so there is precedent for this. I wonder if it is better in the woke world to remain ignorant. Just let social media and the woke self-appointed leaders dictate reality to you. Other Dr. Seuss books, such as And to Think That I Saw It on Mulberry Street, was a classic, one of my favorites. It's canceled or blacklisted as well. The book was about the ability of children to create and imagine grand and glorious things in their minds, concepts sorely lacking today. Alas, folks, it seems that according to someone in the woke culture whose job it is to search every book, every word, every deed of every historic figure to find examples of racist undertones, misogynistic undertones, or other unknown undertones that offend the woke inquisitor, and cancel or blacklist that book, that writer, or that figure. What does that even mean? It means that every reference to the offender is removed, so no woke person can be offended or triggered. No person might possibly be encouraged to consider a different view. Dr. Seuss is not the only one, but only the most prominent so far. Cartoon characters are going away as well, such as Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Yes, the laughable and fun spuds our children played with have been peeled and fried. Why? Well, it seems they offended the woke inquisitors by appearing as male and female. There are no more genders, you see, since those things are just social concepts that reflect the transphobia of normal people. What could possibly be offensive about a French-Canadian cartoon skunk? Some of you older folks, older like me, might remember Pepe Le Pew, the lovable skunk of black-and-white Saturday morning fame. Pepe has not existed except in reruns for many years, but the Inquisitors, just doing their jobs, found him anyway. He was an amorous skunk, as you may remember. He tried seduction using the classic French voice that was apparently very appealing to female skunks of a past generation. Today, he's just a misogynist and an ex-skunk. 
What is all this cancel culture blacklisting about? Why is it happening? First, I would say the people running the Inquisition are not normal. They're more in the nature of insane than normal. It's also part of a great disintegration of the American nation that I mentioned in the opening of this report. America is disintegrating in front of our eyes. Our institutions and political parties are either part of the disintegration or unwilling to do anything about it, even to address it, jumping into the middle of a fight for the future, and that's what this is, would be dangerous and frightening to them. To oppose blacklisting might paint one with a brush that is unbearable for some. It could cost the loss of employment, of a business, of a political position, or of social standing, maybe even standing within one's own family. There are serious considerations, therefore. There is very little courage for the fight, no sense of standing together against a common enemy. The success of the Inquisitors and their campaign of cultural eradication has left America with no single sense of identity. There is not even a unifying language to bind us together as one pe people. Paul Craig Roberts puts it like this, quote, In the U.S., the state founding people are demonized, turned into second-class citizens who must be suppressed because of the systemic racism in their DNA. White Americans are denounced as Trump deplorables, MAGA fascists, enemies of democracy. They're not even permitted to protest a stolen election, to reinforce what Dr. Roberts said, a recent poll by the well-respected polling service, Echelon Insights, taken of Republican and Democrat voters from across the country, revealed the issues considered most important are most dangerous to the nation. Republican voters, by a majority of 81%, said that the number one issue is illegal immigration. Democrat voters, by a majority of 82%, said the number one issue is Trump voters. Republicans seem most concerned about substantive issues, while Democrats seem most concerned about the evil of their ideological and political opponents. The top 10 issues for each party reveal no crossing, no common views whatsoever, unfortunately, for the present. Joe Biden's administration is filled with hard-left people who are going about the process of embedding their own kind into the woodwork of American government and bureaucracy. The process is all about controlling the future, erasing the past, even current events. It is more about controlling the future than the past, starting right now. In a few short years, our children, our grandchildren will no longer know who the founders were, except that they were evil. Hatred is the order of the day. The demand is that the founding ethnicity acknowledge its evil and accept its overthrow by a coalition of racially oppressed minorities. Hispanics have been somehow convinced to join this coalition and identify themselves as a separate race. For most of my life, I viewed Hispanic people as white, except for the woke reminders I still do. The interesting, sad fact is that those making these demands are themselves members of the founding ethnicity. The white liberals are driving it all. They're clearly and completely in charge of this great disintegration. In conclusion, no great empire in the history of the world has ever gone into decline and disintegration and then regained its former glory. This is especially true when the disintegration was intentional destruction from within rather than conquest from without. Will America be the first to achieve its former glory? It doesn't look good right now, folks. But we will see, is there any way that disintegration could be reversed? Sure there is. 
There is. If God's people who are called by his name would humble themselves and pray, he would heal their land. Finally, folks, these are people who would send your children home from school with a note directing them to no longer refer to you as parents, but instead to say guardians. They may longer, no longer say the words mom and dad or girl and boy. That is not a normal thing, folks. Normal people don't do such things. No one who does those things is anything other than insane or despicably evil. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.